0: Lights, Camera, Asia. A look at Asian culture and history through the lens of cinema. Hello and welcome to Lights, Camera, Asia. I'm Jake Chen. Today, we are going to conclude the story of Infernal Affairs and dive into the analysis portion of our coverage in an effort to get a better understanding of the elements that make this gangster movie so well regarded close to two decades after it was first released in 2001. Last week, we got to a point in the movie where the Triad gang clashes with members of the police force in a shootout multiple gang members end up being killed, and several police officers are wounded. Arguably the most significant loss, however, takes place moments before the exchange, when Chief Inspector Huang gets cornered by gang members and end up being thrown down from the roof. He was in that position partly because he was meeting with his CI, or confidential informant, undercover police officer Chen, who has been embedded in the gang for years. The pair found that the gang member somehow honed in on their position. So while Huang tried to mix in with the crowds and exit from the front exit, Officer Chen hop on a lift for window cleaners. Unfortunately, Huang's disguise didn't quite work out and he gets busted. And Chen, moments after his escape, witnesses Huang being thrown down from the roof. The very public deaths of Chief Inspector Huang sends shockwaves within the police force. Many officers are emotionally struck by the deaths of their much-respected supervisor, and the investigation also revealed that Inspector Lau, who actually works as an undercover for the Triad gang, has sent police to follow Huang once he's away from the position. The discovery angers many in the police force. However, Chen was shrewd enough that he was able to argue his way through it. He tells his peers that the reasons he did what he did is because he was suspicious of Mr. Huang being the mole within the police, and that while he was tracing Huang's whereabouts, that tracing partially led to his murder. He also manages to uncover Huang's communication method with the CI in the gang. Days later, Chen tells his fellow police officers that he had received a new tip from the CI that a gang is said to move the bulk of his drug stash to a new location. He convinces the officers with this piece of information that this would be the best opportunity to get Han Sun, the triad boss, and all his guys in one spot. Secretly, however, he has plans for himself. He has served as Han's mole in the police force for many, many years, and he Feel that he's being exposed to increasing risk since Hansen is constantly asking him for more inside information in order to put himself and his gang ahead of the competition. Every time he passes information to his gang boss, he risks of getting himself exposed in the police. Therefore, orchestrating this police raid to the gang has one ultimate benefit to himself. He will be able to get rid of his gang boss one and for all, and no one would ever know about his real identity. Chief Inspector Huang is dead, his past to future promotion is cleared, and if Han is dead as well, there won't be any trace that connects him with the gang. He will be totally clean, so to speak. On the day of the drug move, things almost turn out exactly as Chen had planned. He gets a tip from Huang's undercover CI in the gang, and just when the gang members arrive at their drug storage location, the police swoon in on them and capture many gang members as well as a large quantity of drugs. Han manages to break free from the fray, and while he's running for his life, he makes one final phone call to Lao in hopes that his little boy inside the police could give him a helping hand. A telephone suddenly rings in Han's surrounding he stops to look around, and finds Lao holding his mobile phone. He looks at Lao in disbelief, but moments later he realizes that this is Lao's setup from the get-go, although everything is too late. Lao opens fire, and he kills Han Lao earns a lot of goodwill and trust after he orchestrated the bust, since it is considered a major breakthrough for the criminal investigation unit to bust a gang of this magnitude. When Lau returns to the police headquarters, he receives a group of applause from his colleagues for leading the charge. One officer points to his office and tells him that the police undercover has finally come in and he's been waiting to meet him. When Lau walks into his office and meets Chen, the police CI in the gang, he realizes that this is not the first time that the two meet face to face. Very early on in the film, Lao visits a local store that sells hi-fi stereo equipment, and he meets Chen who was looking after the store for the owner. The two exchange a few words, and Chen shows him a set of stereo systems that he thought might be of interest. Neither of the two anticipated that after a cat-mouse game that lasted so long that almost claimed the life of both people, Lao would finally meet with his hidden enemy for so long and they both look like just regular Joes. Except there is a power imbalance here. While Lao is totally aware of the situation, Chen doesn't yet know that Lao was the mole for the gang. He thinks Lao is just an upstanding police officer who's here to help clear his name. The two briefly greet one another, and Lao congrats Chen for finally being able to break free from the gang. Chen says that all he wants now is to have his identity back and to have a normal life. When Lao is off to the computers to load Chen's old file, Chen spots something that sends chills all the way down his spine. He spots the corner of an envelope that looks awfully similar to the very envelope in which the gang members put their files when Han asks them to submit their personal information. He pulls the envelope out, and his worst fear is confirmed. It is that very same envelope, which proves to him instantly, one thing beyond any shadow of a doubt, Lao has been Hansen's mole in the police force all along. By the time Lao comes back to the office, he realizes that Chen is long gone and he spots the envelope which has been moved. He realizes that his identity is blown and he swiftly returns to the computer and deleted Chen's file. Now, no one in the world knows who Chen is anymore, and he has been smeared as a criminal. When Lao believes that he's buried the last bit of evidence that could incriminate him, he has on home and finds his fiancée looking at him weird. He follows her eyesight to the stereo sight and turns it on. Seconds after a music plays, the tape plays a conversation between him and Han when they were exchanging words in a movie theater. As it turns out, Hansen had recorded many conversations that he had with Lao and saved all of them as an insurance policy. Remember a scene earlier in the movie when Chen spotted Hansen stuffing several cassette tapes in a drawer? That was a key moment when he realizes that Han might have hit something important. And after Han was killed, he found these tapes and uncovered the content this means the end for Lao because whoever hears this will know that his real identity is a criminal his wife walks out without saying a thing and Lao is totally devastated at this moment he gets a phone call from Chen and tells him to meet him at the rooftop of a building it's showdown time Lao and Chen two formal undercover agents working for opposite parties now both with compromised identities, meet in broad daylight. Chen holds Lao at gunpoint and tells him to restore his identity. Lao responds by saying that he would only do so if Chen wouldn't publish the truth that he's actually a gang undercover in the police. Chen refuses to comply, saying that he would never let something like this slip as a police officer. The two come to a standstill, and suddenly a third police officer points a gun at them. The officer warns Chen not to hurt Inspector Lau, and Chen instead holds Lau as a shield while slowly moving to the elevator. The door opens, and the officer suddenly pulls the trigger, and Chen is dead. Lau is stunned, but what happens next is even more shocking to him. The officer steps forward and ruthlessly fires two more bullets to make sure Chen is dead, and then uncuffs Lao and tells him that he has also been serving as Hansen's undercover in the police, and that the two should coordinate and put on a convincing performance for the incoming police officers, which means the two should cover each other's identity. Lao understands what he means. The elevator door closes and we hear two more gunshots echoing in the metal chamber. When the doors reopen, a swarm of police officers are waiting at the lobby. Lao steps out with a badge in his hand and tells the officers that he is a cop dead and that he's innocent in all this. Behind him, we see two dead bodies, one of Mr. Chen and the other of the police officer, or shall I say the other mole in the police. The movie ends with Lao looking at the tombstone of Chen at a burial ceremony, and he gradually closes his eyes. The screen darkens, and a title appears on a black screen. It reads, there is a special level in hell, and those subjected to that position will receive the punishment of eternal suffering. The saying points to the title of the movie, which is Infernal Affairs. The movie ends here, and I'm very glad that we finally have a chance to cover the rather convoluted plots of Infernal Affairs. It's only one of the three movies in the trilogy, and already it took us three episodes to barely cover the main storyline. There are many many side storylines that I didn't get to touch on. So in the following episodes, I'll dive in the various muddy points in the story and explain them in more details. But I think more importantly, instead of saying the what, which we already know, I'd like to dive in the how. I will closely examine how the story is told and unfolded in front of our eyes in such a way that builds suspense and adds depth and dimension to the various very interesting personas in the movie. So stay tuned next week, and I'll talk to you then. Thank you for listening to Lights, Camera, Asia. I'm Jake Chan. Dinner is served. Join Andrew Ryan and Ellen Chu as they sample their way through Taiwan's culinary delights. Andrew, I thought we said no more intestines. That's on Feast Meets West, every Saturday, only on Radio Taiwan International, radio for a